Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Where where can they follow you, Matt? Where, where Where's your work at and where can they follow Matt Derry? Well, as you know, Garrett, uh, fill in sometimes on the fan. And then, of course, uh, the Derry Brothers Guardians cast, uh, which wherever you get your podcasts, uh, my brother Todd and I do once a week. And then on Twitter at Derry Speaks. I'm telling you one thing, though, watching, watching these Guardians games every night, I'm trying to stay off of social media because <laughs> <laughs> it's getting ugly, brother. This is like just torture, just torture watching this baseball team. And I love them so much, and I, I think they're going to turn it around, and they have enough really good players. But, man, this is just – last night was just – you know, that was that was as bad a loss as they've had all year. Yeah, And, and, and let's, let's get to that. I mean – it just it just looks like it, this is a different team from from last year, uh, and and I was talking to some other guys and and they're really big baseball guys and I was asking them I said well you know last year this team was built on you know good plate appearances uh, taking account deep and, and and having nice solid approaches at the at plate getting uh, as many pitches to see as they possibly could running the bases solid defense um, and then some timely hitting. Uh, it just seems like that philosophy is not there when you take a look at their plate, uh, their plate discipline. I mean, they're at the bottom of the league in basically every single, um, you know, every single category, and even the bullpen, which was probably the strength of the team last year, uh, led by Class A and, and and those guys coming hinges or coming out of the uh, uh, coming out of the bullpen. Those guys were even uh, dominant and lights out at, at stretches of the season. Um, what has been the most alarming thing to you? Something that that jumps out at you that you would say this is not the Guardians team that we we come to know and love and expect from. Well, I think you made a good point about just uh, overall playing the game the right way, which is what Tito says all the time. Uh, the other day against the Tigers, they miss a cutoff man. Arias is playing right field. He bounces the ball past two cutoff men and. Uh, the Tiger runner at third base was just going to stay there. He just waltzes home. That's a free run. Uh, not getting bunts down. Last night, Jimenez hits a triple. You got a man on third and one out. You've got to get that run home and make it a two-run ball game. Strada and hit the uh, Strada and do it. You know, hit the ball far enough. Gallagher pops out. Um, uh, Jimenez last night, right call to go home. I thought. Um, but give the Angels credit. They put a pinch runner in and immediately started the runner. That would have been a game-ending double play if they hadn't pinch run for Rendon. Runner, the pinch runner gets started, and Jimenez is forced to go home and throws the ball wide. You throw the ball in the money, Trout's out at home. 
They're not making plays that they made a year ago. And like you said, uh, they, you know, they put the ball in play last year and good things did happen. And I think now they're putting the ball in play uh, you know, and, and they're rolling over ground balls. Um, it's not the same. And they've got to find a way to get more power. I mean, my goodness, Josh Bell's on pace for 13 home runs. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. Brent Rooker, who's out in Oakland, has 11. A uh, no-name guy that has resurrected his career. You know, Anthony Rizzo, who people said, oh, he's not the same guy, has eight. Jose Ramirez has three. Josh Bell has three. You know, the, the, the power just isn't there. And when they are hitting home runs like Naylor did last night, they're solos. They've got to – they're putting runners on base early in games now, but it's sack, fly, or RBI ground out. Some of us have to turn into three and four pointers here so that they, that they can breathe a bit. They're not able to breathe at all because all these games are close. Let, let, let me ask you this question. It's, it's almost a, like a, a philosophical question. Um, and, you know, I'm actually interested in it. It just seems like the, the more difficult um, position in all of sports to kind of gauge and to understand whether a prospect is going to go from a top prospect in the, in the lower levels, whether it's college or, or in minor league systems or the D league or whatever the case may be. Um, it's so hard. Pitching is one of the hardest sports to, to, to actually, you know, project over a long period of time, whether a guy's going to just be, uh, you know, a journeyman guy or average arm in the bullpen to whether a guy's going to be special electric or elite. And the Guardians do that better than anybody in the universe. They find these dudes, guys that weren't, the velocity wasn't there at one point in time. They, they ramped their velocity up. Now guys are starting to go throwing 91, 92. Now all of a sudden, after they're going through the system, those guys are 97, 98. Um, they're able to do that better than anyone. But why is it so difficult for them to um, project and develop power hitters, especially at your corner outfield positions, uh, why has it been so difficult for them in, in their uh, in their farm system? That's a good question. I mean, you go back to all these guys that were first-round picks, whether it was Bradley Zimmer, Lonnie Chisholm, any of these guys, they have just not panned out the way they thought. Last year was so awesome to see some of their homegrown guys actually come up and contribute. Oscar Gonzalez, Stephen Kwan. And it was, like you said, a first that some of these guys actually – you know, got it done. And uh, it was, you know, this is a pitching factory and this organization is so good at, at, uh, at developing arms. And unfortunately it just hasn't worked. It just hasn't happened with the bats. Now there's some guys uh, on the come certainly down in Columbus. Uh, I think we're going to see Brian Rocchio one of these days. I think we're going to see Bo Nagler and I think they're going to be good players, but it is kind of strange how on one side of the ball, I guess you want to say if you want to use a football term, you're right. It's like the pitching-wise, you're right. The Beavers, the Plesaks, all these guys that have come up, Karen Chak, all these guys that have come up that have been homegrown, Savali, uh, you know, going back to, to them identifying Kluber years ago, Cliff Lee, all these guys that they, they had, CeCe, um, have, have turned out, McKenzie, and yet when it comes to positional players, really outfielders, it's just been a, it's been a bleep show. You know, Will Brennan, we thought, man, he had a really good September last year made the team out of spring training, could be a homegrown outfielder. Last night, Garrett, they, they intentionally walked Josh Naylor, put the winning run in scoring position. Mm. And they're closer to three fastballs right by Will Brennan with ease. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, are they putting a go-ahead run in scoring position? <laughs> and then it's like, you don't do that. But they knew we don't want to face Josh Naylor. We want to face Will Brennan. 
What does that tell you about the Angels think of Will Brennan? And I like Will. I think Will is a chance. But you're right. You've got to have some stars. You've got to have some guys. I mean, right field has just been a death blow for this team. There's been nothing offensively for right field. And that's usually, for, for most teams, a high offensive output spot. So, um I don't know. It's a good, I wish I could answer that. I don't. I don't know why they just haven't been able to develop these guys, especially in the outfield. Uh, it, it, a guy that you know, when you talked about Josh Bell's on pace for thirteen uh, home runs, a guy that you know showed a little promise early in her season, um, but has regressed not only uh, at the plate but behind the plate. Mike Zanino. I, I mean, yeah, I think the lead, I think the Guardians lead or tied with the White Sox for pass balls. Um, and then there's, yep. been, there's been 18 wild pitches by the you know the Guardians pitching staff, um, but but in terms of him not being able to block balls, uh, you know not keep the ball in front of him, throwing out runners, um, that has been compounded by his lack of of power and and, uh, and lack of production at the plate. I, I mean I know like Naylor they may not think he's ready. I know they brought him up to to make the uh, roster. Uh, during the playoffs, and they really didn't yeah. do too much, but they just think maybe he's not uh, ready to handle a pitching staff and, and the load that comes with catching. What do you make of, um, of Mike Zanino, and, and what do you think uh, the leash is on him as you know the starting pretty much everyday catcher? Yeah, I don't know what the organization. Is. You know, I, I think they want to be patient with him. I think they like his leadership. And he is a veteran, and he can put the ball over the wall. He's got some power. Right now, he's in a major slump. His neck is bad. You can tell he's, you know, he got scratched last night. I don't know if this is an uh, IL situation or if he's going to, or what. Then the, the big question is let's say you put Zanino on the injured list for seven days. Are you prepared to bring up Bo Naylor? Or do you bring Zach Collins up from Columbus, who has major league experience and catching experience at this level, and keep Bo down there for more seasoning? That's a big question they've got to ask. Right now, you know, David Fry could catch. They've got him up here and obviously Gallagher, but they're not getting offense from anybody at that spot, whether it's Fry, whether it's Gallagher, whether it's Zanino. And obviously I think the neck injury's got something to do with it. But you're right, Garrett, the defense, it's, it's, it's one thing if you're in an offensive slump and you're, you're, you're not able to catch up with, to the fastball, high fastballs that's run right by Zanino. But the pass balls – uh, uh, the, the inability to throw out runners. You and I talked last week, I think, about that Yankee series where the kid was was basically slipping and falling at second base, and, and, and any kind of a throw anywhere near the bag would have gotten him. And it cost them the game. Or that wasn't the only play that cost them the game, but it's not been good. And when you've got a guy like Bo Naylor that, you're right, they chose to put on the playoff roster last year. So they think of something. They think, of, they think he's something. I, I think that they probably figured maybe June or July – he would come up. I mean, are they now sitting there in their offices going, we need something? Are they going to consider even earlier to bring him up? Because he is hitting in Columbus. He's got some power. But you're right. Is he ready to handle this staff? Which, that's another question. Big question. Uh, talking to Matt Derry on the North Homestead uh, Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Let me, you know, I like to ask philosophical. Like, I like philosophical questions with you because, you know, you know, you're a pretty good straight shooter. And, and I think, um, you you give a, a real uh, nice prognostication when you when you dig into the weeds on this. I'm looking at the American League East, right? So I'm looking at AL East. The Rays are 30 and 10. Uh, Orioles 25 13. Blue Jays 22 16. Uh, Red Sox 22 and 17. Yankees are tw- four games over 500 at 22 and 18, and they're in last place. 
Uh, you, yeah. So you look at you look at and I, the reason I preface this by talking about the AL East is when you look at the Guardians and one of the things and one of the ways we look at the Guardians we always we we always have a built-in uh, response to be pleasantly surprised because the Guardians play in a division where usually you're only going to get one maybe two teams that are are actually competitive uh, if it's used, if it's the Twins. You know, they just happen to be that team this year. Uh, they're in first place, but we're we're not too far behind them. Do you believe, because of the division that the Guardians play in, it kind of lulls us into a false sense of security about the long-term viability or the opportunity or, or window to win championships? We know that the Guardians can go to the playoffs, but because we play in that division in, in the central it, it makes us think that we're more competitive than we actually are. And and really, they're going to have a hard time as constituted in the way they, they have the philosophy of the way they put their team together that they can't compete uh, after the f- first round if they win a wild card or so. They can't really get deep into the playoffs and actually make any noise. It's interesting if you ever listen to sports radio in Baltimore or in the D.C. area and they talk about the Orioles and they said this winter, they're like, look, we got a good young team, got a good manager, some guys really coming up that are playing well, Rutschman and Mullins and these guys, go. they need to go for it because they're in the AL East. Like we need to spend, like this is Oriole fans talking, we need to spend some money. We need to go get a free agent. We need to go get this guy, that guy, sign this guy. They did nothing. Really, they kind of stood pat, and people rip ownership there because they think that there's this sense of urgency you have to have when you're playing in a division with Boston, Toronto, and the Yankees, and the Rays, who don't spend money, but Tampa's always good. So now the Orioles are fine, and they're playing well, and they're probably a playoff team. But you're right. Imagine switching spots and being in Cleveland and saying, all right, the Guardians are in the AL East, let's say, and the Orioles are in the Central. You're right. It's a totally different ballgame because for years this division has been this way. And for diehards like me, I'm like, hey, we're going to be all right. Hey, got a new minority owner, and that's eventually going to take over. Will David Blitzer spend some money? How about we gave Jose that deal last year? How about we gave Jimenez that deal this year? You know, Josh Bell got you know 19 million or whatever he got for the season. Like that's cool. Like all right, maybe the minor minority owner helped Paul Dolan with this, but that's all he did for the most part. And so, but you're right, you're kind of lulled into what we can still win the division. But after last year, when they won a playoff round, you went, man, this is great. Played the Yankees, one up, two, one, and you figure. But you watch those last two games, the two losses to the Yankees, including game five, where Stanton hit the bomb and the game was over. We didn't have a Stanton. You know, like that guy makes zillions of dollars. And he's not that good, but he's a power threat at the top of their lineup. And there's not that here. So you're thinking, all right, you got to add that. But you do know that anything's possible when you get into the tournament. But you're right. I mean, we are. I think it is a, a little bit of a false sense of security sometimes because they're in the, such a bad division. Every year, you're right, it used to, usually is a two- or three-team race tops. Uh, you know, with Detroit and Kansas City has been near the bottom now for years. Um, I, I, don't, I think your point is valid. It's almost like, yeah, I mean, if we can skate through and win this division and then get in the playoffs and our pitching and our defense, that's great. And I think that that is a way to win. But – Man, right now, I mean, you saw last night, Class A came into a game, you know, the run, one run lead, and who did he have to face? Trout, Otani, and Rendon. Yeah. Trout, Otani, and Rendon, Garrett, all make 
the three of them's payroll is more. The three of them combined, I think, probably make the, the more, the, you know, more than the entire Guardian team combined. I, I would have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure. And it's like we don't have that. And Jose Ramirez is the closest thing to it. He's got to get going a little bit. His OPS is just at 800. I'd love to see it higher. But yeah, those those three guys. That's unbelievable. Uh, that's uh, you know, that's how baseball is kind of put together. And this is how this is the rules. You know, you could spend a lot of money, and they don't. And but I think you're right. Being in that division, they can get away with it and win it. But I'd like to see them go further. I'm with you. Yeah, listen, and Matt. That's why we love having you on the show because you don't hold no punches and uh, you keep it real. Uh, the Guardians and and like you said. It, Yes, they do didn't get pitching, yet they knew they didn't get to sticks together, and obviously it is still early. Um, but I'd rather have them playing good early than bad early, uh, as it is what it is. Matt, thank you so yeah. much for, for coming on with me. We appreciate you, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, Garrett. These games all matter, man. I'm with you. I, I think they're going to get it going, but uh, it's been a tough, tough watch lately for sure. All right, Matt Derry, uh, we appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, and you can follow Matt Derry. Uh, at Dairy Speaks uh, on Twitter. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.